I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, RJ Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. It is a takeover here on Fox Sports Radio. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, but there's a special twist to it. It is now a two-hour edition of Straight Out of Vegas. Myself, Jonas Knox, along with R.J. Bell, Brad Powers, and Steve Fezzik, taking you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. He is the voice of Vegas, and he is the host of this SOV Takeover. He is R.J. Bell. Well, here's what I know for sure, Jonas. I am Hulk Hogan in this analogy. All right, NWO style. Yes. Who do you want to be? Um, God, who do I want to be? I'll be, uh, I'll be Kevin Nash. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that you know something? I yeah. see it. I see I'll it. I'll do Kevin Nash. Bra- you got any preferences, Brad? I'll be Scott Hall. Okay. And Fez has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> he know, he he remembers a Slim Jim commercial. <laughs> you know, guys, we were excited when we got this opportunity. 
is the bosses said, hey, do you want to do an extra hour? It will be the third hour of Gottlieb. Now, listen, Gottlieb, as I said on my Twitter, is a legend. There's just no doubt about it. But that means we're going to bring it. We're going to try to give you a flavor of what we do differently on Straight Out of Vegas. But I can say it succinctly. It's not just for batters. We use the odds. We use the insight Vegas offers to – uh, make the sports fans smarter. And our numbers show about half of our listeners don't even bet, but they want to be smart like Vegas is smart. That's what we try to do. And Jonas is with us every day, and uh, he does a great job. So let's get to it. Yeah, let's get to it with the breaking news that just came down a short time ago out of the NFL. And it was the New England Patriots who are putting Josh Gordon, their wide receiver, on injured reserve. He is done for the season. That according to Field Yates of ESPN. So first thing we see is this. When you see a trade, when you see some event, don't react with full vigor until the dust settles. We saw this when the Rams made a trade with Peters, a cornerback. Oh, look, they're giving up. Oh, wait a minute. They just got the best corner, and they kind of mortgaged their future for it. It's a different conclusion. In fact, it's exactly opposite. So what did we see? Sanu traded from Atlanta. Oh, they are piling up wide receivers. Oh, Josh Gordon out for the year. Okay, That's a sign, obviously, they knew about the Josh Gordon. So in general, the whole hot take talk radio, take a breath, right? And if you're betting, take a breath, because oftentimes we don't know everything from the start. I find this Sanu trade fascinating because he is, in a way, analogous. He's very similar to Edelman. And... Bill Barnwell talked about this, is in the slot, that's where Edelman is, and this is where Sanu is, wide receiver, just traded from Atlanta, a vast majority of the time. So wait a minute. You have two slot guys. I get the idea that Edelman's going to take some plays off and vice versa, but it tells me Patriots are moving to throwing the ball a lot more. Entering the season, the thought was we can run with a fullback, We can protect Brady. Brady becomes a game manager, and he'll be an elite game manager. Or he could be an above-average guy that throws a lot because he's older. I don't know if you've heard. He's old. (laughs) So to me, what we're seeing is the offensive line injured. Now, some of these guys may be back. In fact, some of them almost certainly will. So... This feels like a potential bridge. Maybe from now till week 14, they throw a lot more, the Patriots, and then come the playoffs, they can do both. Line gets healthy, and now this team is ready to go. Obviously, even with the offense we've seen, the Patriots are amongst the favorites to win the Super Bowl. So Steve Fezzik is an NFL expert. There's a contest in Vegas, the Super Contest. Everyone enters it. There's anybody in sports betting. And he's the only guy to win it twice. It's an NFL contest. Fez, if the Patriots' offense is exactly what we've seen so far, exactly, meaning statistically, performance-wise, are they favored to win the Super Bowl? Oh, my, yes. Oh, my. So it's not even close. Not even close. Uh, Who's second? Saints? Saints. And then Kansas City's right there? Yes. And you think Saints are clearly the best team in the NFC with Breeze back? Clearly the best team. Who's the second best? I got Minnesota. San Francisco. Oh, I got, you're right, San Francisco then. Boy, that's, you think about it. If Minnesota is your third best team 
in a conference, you got a good conference. This conference is loaded. You got the Packers in there also. Mm, see, I'm I'm a little skeptical on the Packers, <laughs> and I'm very skeptical on Seattle. We'll be talking about that. So, in general, Jonas, what I'm seeing here is the trade was a good one, and for the Patriots, even without Josh Gordon news, now it seems vital that they did. But it's not so much. How would you? And I'm not great at this. And maybe Jonas, you'll be the best. Josh Gordon, how much? Uh, is he in the slot? How much was he outside? Uh, Edelman was more the slot guy. Yeah. Gordon, Gordon was the guy to stretch the field on the outside more. So now that's fascinating. The idea that who they traded for isn't a one-to-one replacement for Gordon, and it kind of speaks to the idea I do think we're going to see a, uh, maybe another move from the Patriots and also potentially a lot more throwing, at least for the next six to eight weeks. Colin made a great point right here on FSR. Great point. They moved the trading deadline two weeks later. And now it was the week six, and now it's week eight. And he said, hey, if you're two and four, you could still have hope, right? If you get to be three and five or two and six, a lot less hope. Yep. And thus a mm. team like Atlanta maybe doesn't make that move earlier, two weeks earlier. And a team like Denver traded Sanders, and that Sanders trade – to me, not near as attractive for the 49ers. I like that the 49ers are engaging in the arms race because if you have a chance to win it, and here's what you've got to ask yourself as a fan, would you rather your team make the playoffs 10 out of 10 years and no titles? And let's say NFL because it's harder to make the playoffs than NBA. Or would you rather they make it 5 out of 10 and win a title? Most people say, give me the title. Does anyone here strongly disagree with that? No. No. As a fan? No. All right. So now I like the idea that the the leverage on a trade, the value of going from the second best team to closer to the first best team is so much more than going from the 16th best team to the 12th best team. Because your odds of winning a title when you're the 12th best team are pretty small. But if you're for the 49ers, you have a chance to win the title. So you got to do more trades. And I love that both of the undefeated teams are doing that. The thing I think I like more about the Sanu trade is Sanu's got a contract friendly next year. So it's kind of a two-year trade. Whereas with Sanders, he's a free agent, complete freedom next year. One other trade of note, we'll do a sentence on it, digs a cornerback slash safety for the Lions to Seattle Boy, this was one. Not only did you lose a player on the field if you're the Lions, a good one, but the, your best defender, Slay, cornerback, called it a BS move, and he did not use the abbreviation on Twitter. And Matt Patricia, what we're seeing from him with the Lions is this is a team that he's trying to be Belichick with the hard-nosed, no-nonsense approach, but he doesn't have the pedigree. And to me, you need that pedigree for the players to say, you know, I don't like this, but he's Belichick. Well, they can't say that with the guy that's got a laminated play sheet and a pencil behind his ear. <laughs> yeah. Best. Yeah, and Diggs was a starter, and he was the captain, elected captain by his team. So this is a very, very controversial move. We'll see if the Detroit locker room doesn't become fragmented. And that's a great point is if there's any sign of how popular a player is, if you're not the best player – but you're still getting voted to something like that, 
it's a good sign that he was very popular in the locker room. One more quick note on Sanu. He was a high school quarterback, same as Edelman. More options for the Patriots. Oh, that's an interest. Over-under for Sanu touchdown passes. <laughs> what would you make the line? Over-under a half. What's the lay price? Over minus 200. Oh, he loves Belichick. Don't you guys also have a little bit of concern when the Patriots want somebody as badly as they wanted Sanu? Because they tried to trade for him around draft time, mm-hmm. and then they came back around and made sure to get him again and gave up a second-round pick. When it's the Patriots doing that, and it's sort of a a good football player but not a star that that would concern me as what are they seeing that I'm not seeing it's like if you guys wanted to bet me on something I'm never going to take that bet because you guys know something that I don't know so it feels like the Patriots know something about Sanu that other teams just haven't recognized which is why they wanted him so bad and and I think in general Belichick and if you listen I watch a lot of his interviews because it's rare to you know other than the press conferences where he's obviously very flat and doesn't want to give anything away, when he's loose and he's talking more, there's an ethos about football that he loves. The thing you got to remember is his father, Steve, was one of the seminal coaches, one of the first guys to really uh, – I'll check that. Scouts, not coaches, scouts, was one of the first scouts to really quantify – and codify the way to scout players where there's grading systems and you can actually get his scouting manual, Steve Belichick, on Amazon right now. They did a reprint of it. And Belichick grew up around the service academies where his dad was a scout and a coach. And he loves that. He loves honor, uh, responsibility. So when he sees a player in this era where there's maybe less of that, some would say, that he feels like has those qualities – I think he does get a little shine for him, no doubt. So maybe, maybe he'll pay an extra 50K. But Belichick is Belichick ultimately. So what I would say, Jonas, to me, if you've got Belichick seemingly higher on someone than his stats, I trust Belichick. Right? Yeah. Is that is that your reaction? Yeah, I just think when he's involved you know, be careful. Like you, it's like, again, you guys trying to bet me on something. If you guys are trying to bet me, it's for a reason, you know, something I don't, and you got to be careful. That's when you get, except burned. if Fezzik says I can bench 200 pounds, <laughs> Brad power said, I, yeah. I don't believe you. And Brad's a little less money. And, and when you hear Fez talking, nah, 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 there's no way you think he could bench 200. You look at him. You think no way you did it. Could you bench 200 now? Probably not. And how long ago was this? Last November. Oh, my God. Oh, you remember to the day. scene in the crime. (laughs) All right, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about the NBA. And the fact is the Clippers, fairly dominant. They were underdogs in that game, but it's only one of 82. What's the takeaways? That's coming up next on a special edition of Straight Out of Vegas right here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Powers here in Vegas, Steve Fezzik, and in LA. That's right, RJ, and it is the uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, RJ, we will get to a, a situation in the NBA that we watched last night. It was the talk of the league in the NBA, and it was the L.A. Clippers with a big win over the L.A. Lakers. Uh, it was a home game for the Clippers, a 112-102 final. But the crowd was a Lakers crowd, <laughs> of course. Right? And they if you play are. in the same building, the only real advantage there is, as far as I can see, is the ticket allotment. And if even if the Clippers, with the ticket allotment being in their tickets, not in their favor, their tickets, and still it was a Laker crowd, that says something, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It, and I, the atmosphere was fun. It was a great atmosphere, great buzz in the building, but you could tell it was Laker fans wanting to look down on Little Brother. Do you root for either of the teams? No, I never rooted for any of them. He's too cool for that. No, job. I just... No. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the takeaway. First thing we got to realize is the Lakers were favored in the game. So Brad, Brad Powers, college expert, also an NBA guy and a... NFL guy, what do you have? What, what was the closing line yesterday? Lakers, Lakers were three and a half. Yep. So even though the Clippers in, in theory had the crowd, the Lakers were three and a half. Why are they better somehow than the Clippers? No, but without Paul George. 
So Steve Fezzik, NBA expert, Paul George's value, how many points a game? Three. So the theory is this would have been about a pick em game coming in with Paul George. Yes. And it was a Clipper. In theory, it was a Clippers home crowd. That just doesn't seem right to me. Because it strikes me that if you look at the future odds, you look at the NBA title odds, right now Clippers and Lakers are tied at the top at plus 350. 100 wins you 350. And then the next team after that is what, 6-1 to one, Milwaukee? 6-1, to one, yep. So it's a big drop. Yep. The two best teams in the NBA, Clippers, Lakers. They're even teams based upon the future odds. What we know for sure, what we know for sure is the public likes the Lakers more. There's a love of the Lakers, generally. And the public tends to bet future odds a lot. So I would think if you see the Lakers tied with the Clippers, my thought is the Clippers are better by some margin. Do you agree with that? Agree strongly with that. So now you got the slightly better team, but now you're saying, well, Paul George is out, but the line was three and a half. So let's just say that would have made it pick him. So forget Paul George for a minute. So you've got the slightly better team at home, effectively with the ticket allotment, assuming then it was pick I mean, it doesn't make sense. It seems like the, va- the line was askew, wouldn't you say? Yes, I agree. Why do you think? Why I, didn't I bet it? I yeah, don't know. I guess in hindsight, it's easy to say. <laughs> now, what's fascinating about the future odds is if you actually look at the season win totals. Now, what is that? There's 82 games. How many games will each of these teams win during the season? Here are the five favorites. Milwaukee, 57 and a half. Philadelphia, 54 and a half wins. Houston, 54 and a half. Denver, 53. Utah, 53. Wait a minute. We said the two best teams are the Lakers and Clippers, but Milwaukee, Philly, Houston, Denver, and Utah ahead. And then team six and seven, Clippers, 52 and a half. Lakers, 51 and a half. Six and seven. Why? This is Vegas telling you with cold, hard cash. Remember, cold cash over hot takes. They're telling you the Lakers and Clippers, we think they're best. But we think they're going to do load management. They're going to ease into the season in a different way than these other teams. These other teams got something to prove. This team doesn't feel like they have anything to prove. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Takeover Hour. Let me ask you a question, Jonas. You, as the voice of the fan, which you do for us, what did you see with the game yesterday? I was surprised that LeBron didn't bring more, that he didn't have more. I thought that it was a spot that he would have been the most motivated guy in the building, rejected by Kawhi Leonard, having to hear all the talk in the offseason that Kawhi is now the best player in the league, seeing him win a title while he's sitting at home, not even in the playoffs. All of that, it's game one. He's rested, unlike he's ever been before, completely healthy. They don't have Paul George, and it still wasn't enough up and Kawhi Leonard was still the best player on the floor. I agree. I think if anything, it shows how emotional it was for LeBron. The fact that he played so hard at the beginning, Colin said bully ball in a way, you know, where he was, you know, physically trying to bully the other team, which he, you know, he's a physical marvel, LeBron, that he ran out of gas. Here's a guy, like you said, should know how to pace himself. But we all know if it's UFC, whatever it is, If you get uh, excited, you get overly excited, you can spend that energy too early. It felt like that, if anything, LeBron getting tired at the end of the game says two things. One, he was emotionally very engaged to the point of 
spending too much energy out early. And number two, LeBron's old. Yep. I mean, if you look at it, and the Ringer website has done a good bit on this, and because there's really not these easy stats about total minutes. You've got the regular season minutes, you've got the playoff minutes, and you don't often see them put together. But right now, entering the season before last night, LeBron is 15th all-time on the career minutes list in the regular season. If he keeps up at his normal pace, he'll be number seven at the end of this year. So there's a bunch of people in this range, right? And he's right there at the very top of regular season minutes amongst active players. Vince Carter's number two, uh, Paul Gasol number three. So LeBron's number one. So you got this guy, because it's not just the age, it's the minutes. He didn't play college, but still, that college minutes are totally different, yeah. right? But then the playoffs. The number one all-time, Bill Russell, Wilt Chandler, well, well, no. Bill Russell, whoever, Michael, no, no, no. Number one all-time, LeBron James. Over 10,000 minutes in the playoffs. Now do a little math there. 10,000 divided by 48. And think about how many games that is. All right? That's, and, and the reality is those playoff minutes, they're not one-to-one to the regular season. Are they 1.5? Are they 2X? Watch a playoff game. Watch a regular season game. And tell me the intensity, the amount of energy a LeBron is going to spend isn't very different. So, yes, he's a physical marvel, no doubt about it, LeBron. But he is getting to uncharted territory when it comes to regular season plus playoff minutes. Then you add the Olympics. I mean, this guy is, is probably has as many miles on his legs. If you consider the intensity, because you go back to the, the 80s watching on the NBA Network, they really didn't play a lot of defense <laughs> in the regular season. The intensity today in the regular season – which to me helps the game, is so much more uh, intense. The intensity is more intense, yes. <laughs> and th- that level of play is fatiguing, no doubt. LeBron is in uncharted territory. It really wouldn't be shocking if he becomes an average player within the next two years. My gut says no, but the numbers say no one's ever done this. And he is one of a kind as an athlete. If he can be a top seven player next year, I think it will be one of his greatest accomplishments. I agree. I just don't think it's a sure thing at all. And what I know for sure is he shouldn't be running the point, right? When they, if they're trying to get him to run the point, ugh, I mean, not only is that going to be fatiguing, he isn't all that good at it. Well, I mean, I'm surprised we didn't lead with this story, RJ, especially on this show, because somebody on this show has a vested interest in a performance that went down last night in the NBA. That Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors, 34 points, 5 of 7 from 3, a overtime win for the Toronto Raptors on ring ceremony night as they raised the banner in Toronto. Steve Fezzik must have been just glowing with excitement. Allow us to take you back in time. Steve Fezzik, he's known as the dirtiest player in the game. What does that mean? It means he doesn't care about anyone except him and those behind the gates of his mansion. A mansion and a yacht he's famous for. Now, is any of that untrue, Steve? All true. He went for years trying to act like Howdy Doody. He actually would go to the hairdresser and say, cut my hair like Howdy Doody, because he wanted to fool people. Well, he finally started being on national radio, and I won't let 
the audience be fooled. I won't let you be fooled. So we've unveiled the truth of it. Heartless. I mean, Brad, you grew up on a farm. Yep. Have you ever met? And farmers are hard scrabble. Yes. Have you ever met anyone with the with the black heart of Steve Fez? No, not even close. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's like, and and the funny thing is, he still sometimes defaults to this mode, in which he's trying to act like he's kind of for everybody, but everyone's looking at him like, dude, that's over. Just be truthful. So the thing you can do though that hurts him the most is if you personally somehow disappoint him. Because Fez, your feelings on being disappointed. I don't like to be called ridiculous. <laughs> the fact is that Van Vliet, Freddie, as we call him, he's a man who Steve was the advocate for. Whereas no one would talk. I mean, I'm talking a couple years ago. We were on the weekend edition. We were like the opening act for Jonas on the weekend edition <laughs> on FSR. And we'd be at 2 in the morning Eastern, and he's like, Fred Van Vliet! Everyone's it's echoing. No one even knows who he's talking about. But then, last playoffs, Van Vliet had a bad run. How would you characterize his run? His worst 10 games of his career. Now, you were a fan of Van Vliet for how long? For years. Talked about how he's worth over a point coming off the bench. Everyone disagreed with me. I called every night for like a month. I mean, I'm talking devotion, man. Every damn night? On the telephone? So they had a relationship, I think it's fair to say. And then after that, a multiple-year relationship, at the end of that period, after 10 bad games, your response was what? I'm done with Freddie. <laughs> I mean, it was an announcement. It was like a formal pro – there was like a legal aspect to it. He goes, I'm formally announcing. And then what happened? Well, let's keep it simple. The birth of he his child. He, he became he became literally the second most valuable player on the NBA champ. Yeah, he was Michael Jordan. Now, this offseason, were you thinking, I hope that was an aberration. I hope he drops <laughs> off a cliff. You know, I was trying to block him out of my memory completely. <laughs> <laughs> and now what we're seeing is Freddie, whatever the, the psychodynamic is here, this, uh, I don't know how much... Fezzik's motivating Freddie, how much vice versa, but I've never seen anything like When have we seen – what player has made a bigger jump in a, in a short period of time in the last 10 years of the NBA? Nobody like this. Nobody. And the irony, to close, the irony is we found out later, and why he didn't tell this Van Vliet, I don't know. Why he didn't tell Fez, I don't know. But his wife was in a difficult ninth month of a pregnancy – and somehow he didn't want Steve to know. And then, and then once the baby was born, everything's safe, everything's okay. He just said, I got to do it for my child. I got to do it to prove it to other people. The naysay. And it's so weird. If, if Steve would have just been understanding and just opened the line of communication, because in a weird way, if someone doesn't tell you something, it's you that's not allowing them to tell you. They are taking cues from you. Somehow he didn't think he could tell you, Fezzik, and thus, instead of you celebrating with him, instead of you coming in with jerseys, now you have to just sit in the corner hating him. I even hate his hometown, Rockford, Illinois, as well. <laughs> in one minute, <laughs> in one minute, we are going to break down the biggest games, or an early breakdown of the football weekend. I'm R.J. Bell. This is Straight out of Vegas, extended an extra hour into the Doug Gottlieb show, joined by Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik, 
This is the show typically on 6 to 7 Eastern time, extra hour, and we have in L.A. Jonas Knox. That's right, and we've got big games coming up this weekend in the NFL and in college football, and we're going to take a look at a few of those games here, and we're going to start in the NFL, RJ. We're going to go to New England, the Patriots, a 13-point favorite hosting the Cleveland Browns this Sunday. Ooh, 13. Baker Mayfield. Remember, there's a stat with Belichick. Rookie quarterbacks, second-year quarterbacks. They see ghosts. And, <laughs> and I can't lie. I'm, I'm going to get like a, ah, sound effect. And every time Darnold's name is said, it's going to go, ah, because I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because I don't know what he's done to win over people. Colin today spent four minutes explaining how the seeing ghosts was like, well, this is vernacular used by uh, coaches. It's a teaching tool. Okay, okay, come on. The guy's in his second year. And let me ask you a question. Name me an elite quarterback today that in their second season of playing was this bad. Hmm. Meaning, I don't think you're going to find one. If you add up even their first year and second year combined and say a year and a half, and I get there's only three games here. So if he gets all of a sudden so much better, it'll be a different story. But he is borderline, Sam Darnold, in a place where he'll be one of one if he plays this bad for much longer. And I know he had a good game, too. I'm saying you add it all up. If he plays this level for much longer, he'll be one of one if he ever becomes an elite, a top even 12 quarterback. He might be 18, 20, Andy Dalton. You know what that gets you? Nothing. You don't win any Super Bowl rings with Andy Dalton. Right? So if that's your goal, and we know that's the Jets' goal, right? Uh, Ryan brought him to two championship games. Yep. I don't hear anyone talking about him, Ryan, in, in any kind of nice way in New York City. Do you? No. So championship games of the AFC are not enough. Sanchez, I don't see a lot of parades for Sanchez. <laughs> no. All right? So what I know is you got to win Super Bowls in New York City or they're not going to be all that happy. You don't win Super Bowls without having a top dozen quarterback, and that's stretching it. Give me a top dozen quarterback that's played this bad into year two. Fez, you got your list. You know, when we do the college games, you can look through it and tell me if there's anyone. What's your take on this game? I just don't know how Cleveland's going to score. I mean, you look at New England seven games, their defense has given up three touchdowns. Think about this, RJ. Even if Cleveland somehow gets two touchdowns, which is unlikely, they're still not likely to cover. It, figuring, I mean, just do the math, is how many points you expect out of New England? Uh, 30. All right, so this is the, on first things first. This was a graphic they had. If you look at completion percentage, Patriots defense number one, Next best, 55, uh, Patriots are 50%. Next best, San Francisco, 55. Yards per pass, 5.0. League average is 7.5. Think about that. Wow. 5.0. Next up, San Francisco, 5.8. Uh, interceptions. Patriots have 18. Next, Carolina, 9. Think about that. Number one has double. Passing TDs allowed, 1. Next, Buffalo, 4. And then passer rating, 35. Next best is 64. Wow. And this is Nick Wright's favorite line, but I love it. If you spike the ball every time, you back up, spike it, your passer rating is 39. The passer rating against the Patriots, 35. They're worse than if they spike the ball every time. 
Now, the other side of it is it's the weakest offenses you could imagine. We went down the football outsiders list. The best one was like 23. Yep. So literally all these games have been against 23 or worse, 24, 30, 31. So horrible competition on offense, especially amazing defense so far for New England. Guys, we go to Sunday Night Football next in the NFL where the Packers are on the road at the Chiefs and Green Bay is a four-point favorite on pregame.com. So, Fez, you are a master at rating how much quarterbacks are worth. And all those people who don't bet but listen to Straight Out of Vegas here at 6 o'clock, and this is R.J. Bell and the Straight Out of Vegas crew doing an extra hour for, the, in my mind, the legendary Doug Gottlieb. I wanted them to understand the newer audience. And by the way, guys, if you don't, you know, we're on a lot of the stations that Doug's on. We're on some of the stations he's not, but he's on some stations we're not. So if you don't get us at six, then you can listen by podcast, iHeartRadio app, FoxSportsRadio.com. Just search for RJ Bell on the podcast or any of those outlets and six o'clock Eastern. We're on 200 stations. Fez, how much adjustment is it from Mahomes down to the backup more? Eight points. Eight. So were you at eight earlier in the week, or have you ticked up a little bit? No, eight's been the number. All right. Is that the most valuable quarterback in the NFL? Yes. And it's all about the relative difference, right? Joe Montana to Steve Young was a half a point. Montana was a great quarterback, Hall of Famer. Moore, where does he rank 1-32 to when it comes to backups, he's a well below average backup. He's oh, in the I top disagree 10. with that. Top ten. I did top below average or above average. I'm above average. Oh, I thought yeah. I thought I heard below average. What I did thought you I heard that too. Yeah. Okay. Above. So let's be clear. Yeah. Above average with more. Yes. I agree with that. And still, it's eight points. Yes. Wow. Who's you know what's at the interest like the worst backup versus Mahomes? How many points would that be? Because the most we've ever seen is Aaron Rodgers. When he was in his prime, and some might say he still is, I don't think so. The stats say he's not. He was worth 10 points. Yeah, with the Kaiser and the Tolzines of the world, right? Well, that, that would have been the, the prior generation. But Kaiser, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Who the, Do you have a list of the backups or not? Yeah, number two would right no, now. I'm actually interested in the bottom. Oh, the in, the, in the bottom. You, you don't have that one? I don't have it. That might be fun, just Luke, on a Saturday night. Luke Falk. Yeah, Luke Falk was <laughs> yeah. the third string, so yeah. he was on the bottom. That's, that's an interesting point there, Jonas. Yeah, I don't think he's on the list, right? <laughs> he's, he's out not. of the league. I mean, now you, he's selling used cars, right? <laughs> Something like that. I'm, I mean, be honest. What's he doing? Like, I would want to know. Does anyone know what he's doing right now? I have no idea. I mean, it, that would be fascinating. He's uh, a janitor at a high school. Has to take the bus to work every day. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Jonas is like, you know, that's a little cutting. Maybe I shouldn't laugh. But then it's like, you know, that's funny. I got to laugh. Is that fair? Did that go through your head? I, I, I was thinking Whiskey Pete's. Like he said, you're the craps <laughs> table of Whiskey Pete's, maybe. All right. When we come back, we're going to finish with the two biggest college football games. I'm an Ohio State graduate, so I'm interested in the Wisconsin game. And two best bets, two of them, one in college, one in the NFL. That's coming up next. It's a special Straight Out of Vegas edition here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Straight Out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is RJ Bell, special edition of Straight Out of Vegas Takeover Hour for the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik in studio here in Vegas and in Los Angeles, Jonas. That's right. And we've got big games in the world of college football this weekend. We're going to take an early look at here, RJ, and we're going to start in the Big Ten. I know you have a vested interest in this, an emotional uh, interest in this. It is the Ohio State Buckeyes hosting the Wisconsin Badgers. Ohio State is now a 14.5 point favorite on pregame.com. 14 and a half. Yeah. You know, as a, a grad of Ohio State, winning is just in my bones. So some people would be very excited. To me, I call it Wednesday, right? I call it football season. <laughs> but I would say this is a different team. How does this Buckeye team, Brad Powers, and your power ratings rate against the best teams this century of the Buckeyes? They've won it 
multiple times this century. Yes. How do they rate? This is the best Ohio State team we've seen this century, RJ. Wow. Yep. Best team. Remember the one title, the pass interference play yep. late? People don't realize this. You know who was the D-backs coach for Miami? Mark Stoops. Really? You watch the film, Stoops went crazy. I actually was at that game as a friend of Mark's, and uh, he, he went nuts. Let's just say that. And you know what's funny? He wasn't there the year before when they won a title. Never won a title. He probably won't. Oh, so wow. to think that that call, could get, you can have a ring or not have a ring. How do you see this game? Well, first, I got to mention, you mentioned this possibly being the best Ohio State team this century. Well, you just I, said they were. They are. They're the best this year in college football in, in a very key category. ATS margin. This is an Ohio State team that's exceeding expectation, expectation being the Vegas line, by 17.5 points per game. I've never seen that from such a public team like Ohio State. And you would think that would fade as the season progresses, but they exceeded expectations against Northwestern by how much? Three touchdowns. So in their over. Latest game. So this is a team that's getting better and better. The line, though, Wisconsin just had a historic upset, biggest upset, and you did the work on this since 1982 in the Big Ten. Yes, that is correct. Thirty and a half point underdog Illinois just beat Wisconsin. So what would this line have been if Wisconsin would have won by three? Bad game, but they still win. 12, 12 and a half. So think about that, guys. The end of that game had a lot of luck to it, but it's swinging the line past the key number of 14. What's a key number? A number a game ends more likely on three, seven, ten. Think about five. Not a lot of games end five. Well, 14 is a key number to go up through and past 14. Man, a ton of Ohio State money. The Michigan Wolverines coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Penn State Nittany Lions last weekend find themselves one-point underdogs hosting Notre Dame. And I got to be honest, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. Not personally. It's not personal. Just don't like him. What do you got, Brad? I, you know, I can't make the case for why Michigan should be a home underdog here because I like the matchup here specifically for Michigan. If you look at the teams that have really given Michigan trouble last couple of years, it's been teams with a lot of speed at wide receiver. Even last weekend, K.J. Hamler, he's the Penn State wide receiver, beat Michigan over the top deep not once but twice. Notre Dame doesn't have that speed guy. I think with Michigan's man-to-man press coverage, going to be a bad matchup. I'm on the Wolverines here. So you've bet them. Yeah, I like and have bet Michigan plus one. And remember this about Harbaugh. I mean, this may or may not be applicable. He smells. So, RJ, we also have a tradition here every Wednesday on Straight Out of Vegas as we are in for Doug Gottlieb. Steve Fezzik has his early line move in the NFL in his best bet. And listen, you hear, Brad, the depth of knowledge on these guys. I mean, it, if, you, if you're a serious football fan, you can't miss the Vegas perspective. Faz, about 45 seconds. Yeah, I like the Giants plus seven. I bet the Giants plus seven. I think this line's going to move down lower, and it's a bet against Detroit. If you watch Detroit against the Vikings, Detroit got the heck beat out of them in the second half. So many injuries, including cluster injuries on the defensive line. At cornerback, they lost their starting running back, the, the, the uh, Detroit Lions did. And because of that, I absolutely love the Giants. I bet the Giants plus seven. And it's a situation where if the Lions were playing, I think, a really good team, there'd be more scrutiny on the Lions. This is one of those games don't get as much attention. Giants are the Giants. They just had a hugely disappointing, and I think we talked about it, the trade that made Clay so upset, I, it just can't bode well for the internal dynamic within the Detroit locker room. Giants plus seven, Fezzik's best bet. 
And when he bets them early, they tend to move in that direction. So it's both a bet and a prediction of the line move. If you like the dog, take him early. Brad Powers, you've got your early line move. You gave this yesterday, so give us 30 seconds on it, and this is one you like and you think the line's going to move. Yep, and it is Michigan State plus 6.5. I like Michigan State. I bet Michigan State plus 6.5, and and it's more of a fade against their opponent, Penn State. Generally speaking, I think Penn State's overrated. Penn State's number 6 in the AP poll. I have Penn State number 10 in my power rings. On top of Penn State being overrated, I also think this is a bad spot for Penn State. Off back-to-back primetime games, Michigan State's off a bye. I like Michigan State plus six and a half. That's Brad Power, Steve Fezzik. I'm R.J. Bell. Straight out of Vegas, we want to thank Doug Gottlieb. And remember, we're on at 6 o'clock here in just a few minutes, and we're going to be talking about the Thursday night football game, an early look. We have a stat on Cousins. If you're risking any money and you don't know this stat, you're making a big mistake. It's easy to know when to bet Cousins and when not to. That's been a special edition of Straight Out of Vegas. The takeover, the real Straight Out of Vegas, is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Don't go anywhere. It's money-making time next here on FSR. Straight Out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm saleha mosin and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.